0: You're listening to The Cool CLE Show. I'm Jay, host of The Cool CLE Show, brought to you by CoolCleveland.com, putting you in touch with cool events, people, news, and neighborhoods in the Cleveland region. This week, we have local author Jill Gruenwald, with us to talk about her latest book, Reading Behind Bars, which is an insider story on being a prison librarian. The book is out now and available at all reputable booksellers, and you can catch her locally at book readings and signings, including August 28th at the Westlake Porter Public Library and September 14th at the Learned Owl in Hudson. But first, here's some more events I think should be on your calendar. (laughs) labor day weekend come enjoy the rich heritage and culture of the greek island of crete during the sixth annual greek festival at cam's corners the cleveland air show returns august 31st through through september 2nd featuring the u.s air force thunderbirds and the u.s air force f-35 tactical demonstration the 2019 show also includes a thrilling demonstration from the u.s air force a-10 the u.s army golden knights and a lot of stomach churning aerial jumps and patriotic aerobatics Tickets are available from theclevelandairshow.com. There's also some interesting places to watch the air show, including a watch party at Hilton Cleveland downtown at Bar 32 and from the launch at Windy Park at 1230 on September 1st for a group paddle uh, over by the Rock Hall to watch the Thunderbirds. Maria's Field of Hope opens September 1st. The Prayers from Maria Foundation first planted the sunflower field in 2014 to gracefully draw attention to the lack of funding for childhood cancer. The field was inspired by the memory and spirit of one Maria McNamara, planted as a way to love and honor the courageous children who are battling cancer and those that we've lost. You can find Maria's Field of Hope at Chester Road, just west of the southwest corner of Jaycox and Chester Road in Avon, Ohio. The fourth annual Cleveland Drag Showcase on September 7th at the Beachland is a dazzling spectacle for people of all ages to attend. The art of drag comes in many forms and will leave you in awe of each entertainer's style and performance, tickets are $15 uh, for advanced and general admission on the day of the show is $20. CLE Cookie Dough is excited to be celebrating its first birthday at Platform Beer Company on Lorraine Avenue, September 7th. You can be the first to try its limited edition release, Dough Shorty, It's your Birthday. Uh, tapping starts at 10 a.m. You can learn more about the CLE cookie dough with our interview with its co-founder, Vicki Cottres, on episode 24 of The Cool CLE Show. Now, before we talk to Jill about her new book, Reading Behind Bars, we've got brand new music from Cleveland's Uptight Sugar. It's the single Crawl, off their new EP, I'm Okay, You're Okay. Enjoy. That was Uptight Sugar with Crawl off its new EP. You can see them live next on September 19th when they'll be supporting another uh, Cleveland band, Bad Hooks, with its album release at the Music Box. All right. I'm very excited to have Jill Gruenwald with us. She's a Cleveland author. Uh, New York Times calls her sparkly and a stylish writer. Thank you so much for joining us, Jill.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: All right. So... Some people may know you from your first book, which was Running with a Police Escort. Very funny. But you've written a second memoir, uh, just released uh, early July, called Reading Behind Bars, A True Story of Literature, Law and Life as as a Prison Librarian. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Sure. So from um, February of 2009 until November of 2010, I worked as a librarian at a all male minimum security prison way out on the far west side of Cleveland. And it was my first job right out of grad school. I'd worked in libraries before, but um, this was like my first professional postgraduate uh,
0: job. And it was
1: unlike any library I'd ever worked in before, um,
0: <laughs> which makes sense. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, my, my only sort of reference point for a prison librarian is like Shawshank Redemption, uh, Orange is the New Black. Uh, so how far is the real the reality of being a prison librarian to sort of what it's portrayed in the in the media?
1: You know what that was that was all I had when I first started because this was again like ten years ago. This was even before Orange the New Black was even right, out, right. and anyone really knew that much about prisons. And so yeah, um, my I always say that like my reference for prison was Shawshank Redemption, Oz, and uh, Arrested Development. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: And you still I mean, wanted to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: actually, the prison, the library in uh, Orange is the New Black is pretty, it was very similar to when I worked in. It's actually nicer than the one I worked in. They had carpet. Ours so did not have carpet. Um, oh, wow. But yeah, we had, I had men who worked in the library for me, kind of like Tasty does uh, in Orange is the New Black. Um, and Shawshank Redemption actually was very similar as well. Closer to the end of the movie, when, you know, they have um, the the bigger library, they would go like the men would come in and they would just sit and they would read, mm-hmm. or they would listen to music, they would study for the GED or whatever schooling that they were in. So those actually aren't that far off from my experiences.
0: So um, what did you just talked about sort of the the inmates and what they did in the library? What, what kind of stuff did they like to read? What were what were they using the, the library for?
1: They were reading what everybody else was reading. So at the time that I was there, um, like The Help was super popular. It was on the New York Times bestseller list. They loved The Help. Everyone wanted to read it. Um, The book The Shack was really popular. They all wanted to read that. Twilight. They loved Twilight. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Books by like John Grisham and um, James Patterson were very popular. Those sort of thriller, uh, suspense legal type of things were very, very popular. Ooh. Westerns were really popular. I mean, that's sort of like the one takeaway I want people to have is that their reading habits are the same as the general public. And they read the New York Times bestseller lists just like everybody else in the, the books that they wanted to read too.
0: So tell us a little bit more about the book. I haven't been able to read it yet. So talk us through kind of what, what goes on in the book.
1: Sure, so it starts um, with me graduating in, um, grad school and I graduated in uh December of 2008 which as many people remember the the economy was terrible and so um there weren't a lot of library jobs and the prison was hiring and so I took the job Mm -hmm. and it's just sort of my introduction to it starts with my introduction kind of to what working in a prison is like and then um as it goes along it it as I'm there longer, I start to get to know the men inside a little bit more and um, the men who worked in the library. And I start to sort of um, share a bit more about the experiences specifically with them.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you were writing it, because obviously you've been out, out of that position and that environment for so long. So when you were sitting down to write and you're casting your mind back, were there any particular memories or stories that just kind of made you sort of just chuckle and smile when you thought back?
1: Yeah, there's one um, where where a bat got into the library, and um, I was sitting at my desk, and all of a sudden, I see this fl- fluttering, like, way on the other side of the library, and there's a big picture window behind me. It's the only window in the library, and all of a sudden, this thing comes flying at me, and I roll i'm in a rolly chair and i still no limb and i i roll i just like roll so fast and push myself off against my desk i like run into the the inmates who are sitting behind the desk working and yeah this bat got in and and runs into the window and gets totally knocked out (laughs) and it's like on its back and it can't write itself up and um we're all just like, we don't know what to do about it. Um, and finally, one of the guys stood up and he took his jacket off. and He um, wrapped it up in, in his jacket and he took it outside and he came back in and he just sat back down like there was nothing wrong. But um, we all just kind of went about our day. But as <laughs> when the shift was over for the day, one of my workers came over and he was like, I have never seen you move quite that fast my entire life. And without fail, like once a week until he was released, he would remind me of that bat. I'm like,
0: "Thank you, yeah, thanks. that was great." <laughs> I mean, uh, it's interesting when you say about uh, when Cleveland was sort of in its downturn and and libraries weren't hiring. Uh, I love libraries. I have always loved libraries as a child. I worked in a library when I was a teenager. Um, I still frequent my local library now, and they're changing so much. They're they're having to really adapt to this digital age. Um, do you know or or what could you comment on in terms of how prison libraries are are adapting uh, now to to be able to give inmates that that resource sure
1: so i actually now work for a company called overdrive which is an ebook company where you can check out ebooks and audiobooks from your library right onto your mobile device your tablet or that fun stuff mm-hmm. and um we work with um businesses that provide eBooks to prison libraries. So prisoners can get eBooks now these days, they have um, very special devices that are locked down so they can't um, use it for anything else. Mm-hmm. So that sort of technology is available um, in prisons. It was not at all when I was there, like eBooks were not really a thing that they are now. Um, so yeah, it, it, they they are slowly but surely, you know, they they catch up eventually with some of the technology technology is still a tricky thing. There's certain things, um, you know, limitations in terms of computer access, but Mm -hmm. at least eBooks, they can get eBooks through the, the prison.
0: Yeah. Well, it's very interesting. I'm I'm amazed you've been able to write two memoirs. I mean, yeah. I don't know what like a Wednesday is in your life, but <laughs> it must be pretty monumental for you to be able to, to pry two books out of your life already at such a young age, Jill. Um, so uh, if people are interested in grabbing the book, it's a course out now uh, at all reputable booksellers online, uh, as well as through your website, uh, jillgrunwald.com. You're also, uh, there's going to be tons the chances to see Jill, uh, talk about the book, do book signings. You're at Westlake Porter Public Library on August 28th. You're at the Learned Owl in Hudson on September 14th and at De Hoff uh, Branch Library in Canton on October 11th. You can find out uh, more information about those events as well as some of her other dates leading into the winter at jillgruenwald.com forward slash events. Thank you so much, Jill, for coming on the show and telling us your story. I can't wait to read it.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Now we have music from Daniel Rylander, just one of the 76 acts announced the other week for Heights Music Hop being held September 12th through the 15th. This track is off his release, How the Seasons Change Us, and it's called Understanding.
2: I can't replace the ones you love I fell for that chase and not for the one who I was chasing on And you'll learn to hate what I'll become And I could tell you anything you wanted to hear Oh but the truth it's all you. Need. As we lay there kissing tell you anything you wanted to hear about the truth
0: That was Daniel Rylander with Understanding. You can catch him live at Montevino Wine Market on August 29th for a benefit concert or as part of the Heights Music Hop on September 12th through the 15th, along with 76 other acts playing a popular free showcase of local talent and businesses in Cleveland Heights, including uh, Jack Fords, Mr. Carnivore, Coup de Gras, Alyssa Boyd, Key to the Mint, Kim Kennedy, Michelle Gaw, and Orange Animal, just to name a few. And that's it for this week. Many thanks to Jill Gruenwald for coming on the show to talk about her new book, Reading Behind Bars, available now. There's more information on her and her upcoming book tour stops uh, on jillgruenwald.com. Also, big thanks to Uptight Sugar and Daniel Rylander for sharing their music. You've been listening to The Cool CLE Show, brought to you by coolcleveland.com. Have a good one.